0: Welcome to Building Better Businesses. I'm Kristen Dees, founder of Catalyst Consulting, an agency that helps small businesses and entrepreneurs start, grow, and level up their businesses. This podcast will bring you interviews with experts in all things business-related. Have questions for a business attorney? We've got answers. How about your health insurance? Got you covered there, too. New episodes coming your way every week. Find us on the podcasting platform of your choice. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Building Better Businesses with Catalyst Consulting. My guest today is Chris Langworthy, who is a leadership consultant, uh, wizard, and many other things. (laughs) Um, And we met, as a lot of us entrepreneurs are, um, we met through the Polkadot Powerhouse Group, which is a lot of my most recent guests have been from um, the Polkadot Group. So I'm excited
1: to have you. Thanks for joining me. Oh, it's good to be here. It's kind of fun to connect again. And we haven't talked for a little bit. So jump on this call is a blast. Thanks for having me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think we actually just like connected because we were talking about assessments originally. Was, yeah,
1: that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Like leadership
0: assessments. So we connected and I was like, you should also be on my podcast. Um, so <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> here we are. This is how it all works out. But yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about you as a human being. Who is Chris?
1: Mm-hmm. A little bit as a human being. That's kind of a crazy rag, right? (laughs) Right. Where do do we start with that? That's a dangerous, wide open question. So Chris was raised as a farm girl. And the fun part is you can take the girl off the farm, but you can't take the farm out of the girl, right? So (laughs) even when I'm doing my work stuff, I'll pull up references to farm life a lot of time and you know, crops and harvesting and what you're sowing in your life and what you're reaping in your life. And yeah, you can't take her out of that. So uh, oldest of five, but mother of six. How about that? Took it up one notch, and uh, yeah, had and kind of repeated some of my mom's history. Mom had three kids, and then had like a five-year break, and had two more. We had four kids, had a five-year break, and had two more. So, um, live out here. Mom of a cancer survivor. That's actually what started my whole entrepreneurial journey. Is I was frustrated. I was working as a nurse. I was frustrated in healthcare. Frustrated with management disillusioned with some stuff and got an opportunity to do some digging and start sharing our story of going through treatment with cancer and just the the stuff i learned in that season just kind of pivoted my life i like to refer it as bc before cancer (laughs) and uh it kind of feels almost that long ago at this point too (laughs) i think (laughs) although we kind of joke and i say bc before corona but that's a whole nother story (laughs) So mom of six, the oldest is the cancer survivor is doing great. She is out in her own apartment living her own life. Um, she's just a whole me- medical miracle in herself. She had a brain tumor. but um, And the youngest is 11. And I now have two children married, which is like absolutely crazy because I just got married <laughs> yesterday. So I'm not really sure how I have two children that are married already. <laughs>
0: That's
1: so, crazy. Yeah. Live outside of the cities. Farm girl got to live on a country acreage. And so I'm happy woman. I get to live close enough to Minneapolis that I can go shopping and far enough out that I can listen to the cows beller at night if I want to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of, that's what I'd like to do, honestly. is like, I, I like this space, but I also really like the convenience of city living. So I would, I think ideally... Maybe like to have a little. It's just I am a little introvert, you know. And I mm-hmm. I also grew up in in farm country, and so like our closest neighbor was a half a mile down the road. Yep. uh You know, and I'm like, I just don't know. And they were farmers, so they had just like farmed all the land around us. I'm yep. like, I don't know what it. Like having people next to me sometimes is just
1: a well, bit I'm nut, ext- But I'm an extrovert, and I love being out in the country. So yeah, oh. it's kinda- <laughs> yeah. Although I did used to say as a little girl that I always wanted to live in Montana on a ranch. And uh, a few years back, I think it was about 10 years ago, we went out to Montana and I went, yeah, no, I don't know if I could be that secluded. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's like a whole different level. Like you said, you're close enough to a big city that you can go get, you can get whatever you want there. You can go out, you could stay in a hotel for a weekend, you could go shopping, you could whatever (laughs) exactly exactly montana is beautiful but god yeah that's a bit much
1: Uh, (laughs) it's a little so all my friends in montana i love you i admire you
0: (laughs) yeah you're living the the old school american dream
1: yep exactly Uh, there you go yeah
0: Um, so share a fun fact about you, something random,
1: something random. Well, one random that not everybody knows is that I wanted to live in Montana on a horse ranch. And the second thing is like, how do these go together? Kristen? I have no idea, but you know, in your little girl brain, they somehow go together. Mm-hmm. Um, I was raised Catholic and as a little girl, I was just mesmerized by nuns and their flowing, black garb and all their stuff and i was like oh that'd be so cool like how romantic would it be to be a nun like how's the oxymoron of that <laughs> and now she's the mother of six you know so there's something yeah. like something hiccups somewhere along the line maybe it's the sound of music round two i don't know
0: <laughs> i was gonna say i feel like it's very catholic of you to have six kids like don't like,
1: <laughs> no catholics normally have larger families especially like you know the, like irish catholic Some do, but I have a lot of Protestant friends who have large families too. So it's, I think it's not as much, I think we used to associate it with that, Mm -hmm. but not so much anymore. Not so much.
0: Interesting. Yeah. The
1: world has changed. But yeah. uh, My husband and I both came from a family of five and we always said we'd have five or six, or excuse me, always said we'd have four or five. Well, then we had our break between four and number five. Well, you can't have number five without having a playmate yeah yeah so you're just doing the right thing for your kid yeah Yeah. right (laughs) people say what were you thinking and i say i wasn't okay that's all i'll say yeah
0: yeah well good for you that's that's uh a whole different level of yeah uh, six kids is a lot. But I bet it's always been a fun, busy household.
1: And it is. It is. <laughs> ne- never a dull moment. <laughs> no, it's actually really quiet oh. these days. We're down to two and it's really quiet. So it's kind of <laughs> a transition. Except when they all come home now, it's really probably the noise amps up even more. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. that's too funny yeah
0: because after you guys have to just like intercom system you're like
1: Is anyone else here like it's so quiet Am we I actually alone? built a house in 09 we built a house in 09 and the joke was that my aunts and uncles who built houses in the 70s did put intercoms in and we said well now we have cell phones we just snap each you know send a chat snapchat from the second floor of the house to the basement hey yeah. you can put your laundry away you're like will you bring me some popcorn yeah <laughs> I haven't tried that uh, one yet. I think I might try that one next. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Anytime. Uh I'm about the snacks, so. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so, uh what do you do uh, on the work side of things? How do you provide support
1: for business owners and entrepreneurs? So, how I support uh let me try to say that again twice. That was <laughs> like Thanks, Kristen. That was a mouthful. Uh, <laughs> So I provide support by helping you understand yourself and the people around you better, really helping you build that understanding of what is sucking your energy at the end of the day. Like if you're wired as a Ferrari, let's put you in a Ferrari lane, but if you're wired as, you know, a station wagon personality-wise, which sounds really not sexy, I get it, but if you're a person that doesn't like to run fast, then let's not put you in a business model that makes you run fast. Let's help you find a business model or a leadership role that matches how you're wired and that all of them are valuable. You know, I love helping them understand like what kind of a leader are you naturally? Are you that conductor leader? Are you that analyzing type of leader? Where are you going to shine and does your business really align to that? Because I come out of the healthcare field and what I found is people were stressed out and maxed out because they were in roles that didn't match them. They were trying to live a pace that didn't match their wiring. And, you know, just think electrical. If you try to pull too much tax on an electrical wire, you're going to have literally a fried out wire. Well, that's kind of what happens to human beings too. And so coming alongside business owners, helping them understand themselves, helping them understand their people better, helping them prioritize, helping them avoid some of the drama that happens. Like, let's focus on some outcomes. Let's, Let's just help you build a good emotional space so that you can succeed. But that comes from understanding yourself and appreciating who you are so that you can move forward. They talk about 80% of change doesn't work because it doesn't, you know, we start with we try to fix a system or we try to fix a product. But if we can get you thinking right, then the system will change in the way you want it to. Well, that's what I'm going to do is I'm going to come alongside you and help you get your thinking right about how you show up, how you work with your people.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Sounds great, that's always been one of my strategies uh, in my leadership career is the individualization um, and strategically placing people in the best seats or the best possible seats, because sometimes you can only control so much when you're in a corporate landscape.
1: Um, exactly. I can't just like
0: reinvent the actual wheel, which is one of the reasons why I'm not there. <laughs> Similar to your frustration.
1: Hence I why I I we're, the we're in the roles we're in.
0: Yeah, exactly, I think it was one of the things we originally talked about I was like, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> not a great employee anymore <laughs> um but yeah I'm not so, following you know,
1: the rules and sure. doing everything you tell yeah. me to do anymore
0: yeah is it was, it was pretty rough um but yeah so i think that's uh that's one of the things because one of my other strengths is that like connecting with people and figuring out who who each person is individually what makes them tick and then that helps put together a team um of little weirdos you know <laughs> That's perfect. We're, all, we're all a bunch of little weirdos and so we got to just find a bunch of other little weirdos to hang out with and get whatever the job is done it doesn't really matter yeah. what kind of job it is you, you find people and um no, and but to, to your point too like it just it doesn't go ahead sorry
1: well i know i keep running over you i'm sorry i'm just saying and to help you understand those little weirdos have their own weirdos sense and so yeah Just, you know, how do we best work with them? How do we, you know, my husband's a high structured, compliant engineering type. I am not, you know, and that it doesn't mean he's the worst face of evil ever at times. It's that he's just giving me a different perspective on the situation. So that's part of the fun of understanding yourself and others is that you can work together then with people that are different than you. Mm
0: hmm. Because you gotta have balance, like that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta have your Ferraris and you gotta have your station wagons and yep. your motorcycles and whatever. Like all yep. the different stuff is what makes a really strong team, and um, you become better for it. Because, like you said, like he brings some structure and balance, probably. And you're like, well, let's just go, <laughs> let's just do the thing. And he's like, whoa, lady, hold on,
1: <laughs> have you been in my house lately?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just taking a, a wild guess right? based on some of my own uh tendencies uh well and how engineer brains normally work like they're all very it's like no this is like what do you mean there's not a plan with like 26 different steps no uh oh god but then you you bring the balance to him too i'm sure where you're like oh it's fine like come on
1: we'll be fine we (laughs) joke all the time that he keeps me safe and stable which i sometimes like and i keep him alive and active
0: balance. Good teamwork there.
1: It's good teamwork. We got to know which day it is. Are we working on stability today or are we working on speed today? Mm -hmm.
0: That's funny. Yeah. Uh, But no, that's great. So um, how did you end up? You you originally were in nursing, right? And you did that up until you decided to do your own consulting stuff or I forget.
1: Yeah. 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 So uh, back to the speed thing, Chris tends to sometimes do ready, fire, aim. Oh, whoops. I could have used a Kristen a long time ago to help me like navigate like a whole, like, Oh, a business plan. Like that four letter word called plan. That's a four letter word, isn't it? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Literally. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Literally. Um, So I was in nursing and in 2006, our daughter was diagnosed with cancer. Like I said earlier, and coming out of that um, went back into healthcare for a while, but was really frustrated to be honest with some decisions administration was making in, more than one facility, I kind of jumped a couple of facilities within a couple years and just had some frustration with some things and didn't understand it. And at the same time, it's kind of like nothing happens in a vacuum, right? At the same time was being asked to do some public speaking and teaching and talk some about our experience with cancer. And man, that, that totally brought me alive. I loved being in that place and space of teaching and helping people navigate tough stuff. And helping them understand they could be confident they could face toughs they could make tough decisions they could do things that they were they you know you got more in you than you think you do you're capable more you think and um so those two storms kind of collided and i was um there was a particular day where some things went down and my husband and i talked and he's like yep you go ahead submit your two weeks notice and you're done and um transitioned out didn't fully have a plan in place but knew a general direction and started going after it and it's been, you know, probably a slower business start, but it's been fun because I've been able to be mom and wife and adventurer all along the way and learn to And my primary driving force is learning. So, you know, I've learned a lot the last few years and now Mm -hmm. being able to come alongside business owners and entrepreneurs and stuff and saying, hey, here, borrow some of my experiences. You know, you can get out there, you can do it. You know, present is better than perfect. We say all the time, you know, get out there, make a difference change lives. And that's what I've been doing the last few years is just, okay, here we go. Ready, fire, aim. Oh, whoops. We're supposed to ready, aim, fire, but I didn't do it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I
0: mean, I, uh, for all my strategic abilities, am also a a doer and an action taker. And so there's like, it's just kind of one of those little intricacies of how my brain works is like, I naturally just like see the bigger picture and strategy. And so I think like that faster, I guess that makes it sound like other people think, you know
1: what I'm saying? Like that's just what my
0: brain does automatically. So I just,
1: you have an amazing gift with that, Kristen. You do a great job where it's just how you can, I can look at something and I can see stuff, but sometimes I have to really be able to have somebody help me see it, you know, but you have an ability where you are amazing at that. You see a strategy behind it. I just, I tend to go deep fast and I don't think about how to get there fast, you know? And I love yeah, how no, you think strategically. I love how you think strategically. It's always been fun to watch no, how no, you no. do it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you do uh-huh. a great job. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, um, it's just kind of one of those things though. Cause like sometimes I over strategize, like that's the other, mm-hmm. the other side of it. I've You know, I've had to kind of work through that over the years where it's like, Hey, like you don't, you don't have to, like, it's just, it's the pendulum swing that happens sometimes, right? Like I'm very strategic, and so it used to take me a long time to do things, and now I'm just like, let's go. <laughs> uh, and sometimes <laughs> I'm a waste in here, people. Plans, yeah, like seriously, I get super impatient. Um, but there's there's still adjustments and things. It's the same thing that happens to you, I'm sure, where it's like you do something, and you're like, oh, well, okay, maybe that wasn't the best, but it's going to happen anyway, no matter how good the plan is. Like you can have a perfect plan and then execute the plan, and then you're like, oh well um except maybe in your engineer husband's land maybe he does perfect <laughs> plans but
1: well you know, sometimes the rest you can of get us- into that analysis paralysis right where you never yes. move forward yeah. because you're so busy doing it mm-hmm. and it's so fun to talk to someone like you you know it's like okay you you're the strategy brain and you put stuff together in my brain you know and this is one of the things i like to tell business owners and stuff is hey, it's okay. None of us really have all our crap together. We're all learning <laughs> yeah. as we go and we're doing it. And yeah, we've got more experience in some places than others, but even the person who makes the well, 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 well documented plan doesn't always have the success. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. it's just being in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Having the right connection.
1: Yep. And yeah, mm-hmm. Having the right connections at the right point, just like, oh, look at that person's in my life right now. Isn't that cool? Okay.
0: Yeah, that happens to me all the time. Like, it's, (laughs) I'll be just, you know, because I do a lot of networking and connections and stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I was definitely supposed to meet you because this is the thing that I'm struggling with. And so I like meet, you know, it's like, you talk about a thing and then you like move on. And
1: yeah, it sounds great. And Um, if you get the spirit of adventure about it, that's what makes it fun. You know, it's like, you know, if you can just get over yourself for a little bit and just, you're not going to have it all down pat. You're not going to have it all right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Understand who you are, how you show up and go after it. Yeah. There was a
0: very distinct moment in my probably like early thirties that I was like, oh my God, no one's an adult. Like no <laughs> one knows.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Holy shit. Like I can't even. Like adult. I'm not the only one that's not adulting out here. Yes. Seriously, like you know, like everyone talks about that, and like all the adults are like, "Oh, someday you'll figure it out." And then it was like this—I don't even remember what it was or who I was talking to, but it was just this like beam of light comes down and it's like, "Yeah, no one has it figured out. Everyone is a hot mess." Like, yeah. and I just like it really like sunk in for whatever reason at that moment, and it literally changed my life. I was like, "Okay, all right, I'm okay." Nope, nope. Nobody's nobody's well adjusted. No one has their shit together. Uh, it doesn't matter how rich you are, how poor you are, how educated you are. We're all hot messes in some way. So,
1: right. Just, and how liberating was, so was free. that?
0: How <laughs> liberating was that?
1: Oh, my Huge. gosh. Yeah. Totally.
0: I was like, oh, God, this is amazing. Okay. <laughs> so I can just carry on. Uh, <laughs> right. And do my, do my best. That's all we're all doing is just trying well, to do our best to be the best we
1: can. And take that off your shoulders. I mean, it's yeah. like, I think that was the most, I've had the same moment. I was like, Oh my gosh, because for the first few years I was out in business space, I'm like feeling like totally insecure and inferior mm. because I'm the nurse yeah. coming into this space. I don't know everything these people know getting into it enough. And I'm like, uh, Oh my gosh, like they don't, I actually do. I I actually know more than they do on some of this. And I'm <laughs> as much of a mess as they are and we're all a mess. And Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So yeah, cast off the insecurity and the inferiority thing. Just like get rid of it, you know?
0: Yeah. Cause like you said, we're all a bunch of little weirdos. Just, that. <laughs> just out here running around being weird. <laughs>
1: we, be a we, we've got an uh, outdoor pool and this just in the last couple of weeks here, we've realized we've got all kinds of box elder bug nymphs that are hatching. Mm-hmm. We're not sure where they came from, but all of a sudden they're showing up. And it's so funny because when you say little weirdos running around, I'm picturing all these <laughs> nymphs <Yeah>. running around. <laughs> pretty much. Sometimes they just. And sometimes they don't.
0: Yeah, they're just like, dude, I'm hungry. Like, is that not what we're doing right now? Are we not? <laughs> That's <laughs> what I'm here for. I showed up for the snacks, bro. <laughs> yep, right, right. Uh, so anyway, yeah. <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> we digress. Um, Can you imagine you and I here yeah. dressing?
0: Yeah, weird. (laughs) Um, So when we first connected, and we've kind of mentioned a little bit here, but um, we talked about the importance of knowing strengths and weaknesses as a leader. Um, How do you kind of help people with that process?
1: So what I do with people is I'm connected with an internationally recognized assessment company. And what I love about their assessments is that they validate them, they rely, you know, they go back and do reliability testing on them. But what I love is helping people understand like like literally I say, sometimes we take the sheetrock off the walls and let you see where the wires are. So you can, so you can actually use them on purpose, but using profile assessments to help them identify like, Oh, I'm really good at leading from the front of the room. And so I want to make sure I'm doing more of that. Or, you know what, it's not my strong suit to analyze and micromanage. You know, we were talking detail stuff and, you know, getting the, the different things, the paperwork pieces and those little things, out to people, you know, when you're getting ready for a podcast or whatever, those are pieces I suck air at, you know, and so I'm going to make sure that I delegate some of that stuff or whatever. And just helping leaders then be able to maximize their impact, because let's put you in your sweet spot. But if you don't know your sweet spot, then how are we going to put you there? Let's help you Mm -hmm. identify it. Let's get you some clarity around it. And as you build that clarity, it's going to build your confidence that, hey, I really I both have the experience and I have the paperwork. And you know what? I'm good at this. And I know I'm good at this. And then because if you don't have confidence, it seeps into everything you do. But if you do have confidence, it's going to enhance everything you do. And so that's what I really love to do is like, let me come alongside you. Some people call me a confidence coach, you know, because I'm coming alongside and just helping you build that saying like, oh, yeah yeah, that's why I was stressed out there. Okay. What can I do different? Oh, that's not my good spot. So I'm just going to know that I'm going to, you know, so that's what I love to do is use those profiles. as kind of, it's kind of like when I was in nursing, it's like somebody could come to me and say, I'm really tired or I'm really dizzy. And I could say, you know, might be your hemoglobin. It might be your blood pressure. It might be, you know, whatever. It might be your thyroid's off. But if we did a lab panel and we actually did a a lab work, we could actually say, this is where it's at. And now we can be specific about what strategies we give you. That's what I'm doing now. I'm just, the profile assessment is your lab work (laughs) and Mm -hmm. alongside you and saying, okay, here's what we can do to help shore that up and what we can do to it, so.
0: I think it's so helpful. Like one of the first, um, one of my first leadership positions well, yeah, first ones, I guess. So I used to work at uh, Best Buy. That was one of the, I was there for about nine years. And so you're, when you first become a leader at Best Buy, you take, or at least you did, I don't know, it's been a minute. Years, since yeah. I worked there. But uh, you would take the Finders survey. And that was a huge part of the culture there. But one of the things was that um, it was actually part of the culture, so we had our little pictures up in our sales development room, um, for each department that we were in charge of. And so it'd be like, Kristen, she's strategic relator, focus, input and responsibility, I think was my first, my first ones. Cause I've retaken it a couple times, um, as I've evolved, <laughs> um, into a slightly crazier version. So, <laughs> it's, the uh, name. it's the name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but people knew it'd be like, Oh, like, Oh, that's, that's James. He's such a woo, which means that, you know, they love talking to people and they just be like, wah, like, um, or Bonnie's such a harmony. Like she wants to make sure we're all getting along guys. Like, so it made it easier to have the conversation and to be good at something. And that's something that I've noticed in a lot of corporate, um, places or, you know, larger businesses where you can't talk about the things that you're good at, which is super weird to me. Um, which means you also can't talk about the things that you're bad at. And no one can function as effectively as they should be able to together because you have to like keep it close to the vest because there's that like perception of if Kristen says that she's good at this, she thinks that other people are bad at it or that if Kristen's good at this, Chris also can't be good at this too.
1: Right. So poverty mindset, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's super weird. Um, It took me a while to kind of figure that out in a couple of places. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, But that's part of the. The culture problem right in a lot mm-hmm. of places so where i can be like i'm super strategic and chris can also be super strategic and we're probably strategic in slightly different ways you yep. so together if you want like a super awesome plan like we're gonna crush it um or chris and kristen work together because kristen's the planner and chris is the doer and so yep. it's like boom like the two of them can just Wait. or whatever. Yep. <laughs> we will be like, yep.
1: Hey, we, we need to do a thing. Um, and then we well, and that's to- like when I, when I do presentations on drama triangle and the big thing with the drama triangle okay. is we in drama, we get stuck on the problem. All we're doing is spinning in a problem. Well, if we can flip mm-hmm. it to an outcome and help you see an outcome, then, okay, now we can bring Kristen's piece. We can bring Chris's piece. We can bring Sally's and Bob's. And that's where it's important to know your strengths and weakness, because if we're going to go for a specific outcome to get us out of this drama, We need to know what you can do. Let's know whose pieces are going to play better in this puzzle than others. Mm -hmm.
0: It's super weird because it's like I use a lot of sports analogies. I say a lot. I use some sports analogies uh, because it makes it's like Michael Jordan has a coach. So it's okay for you to need a coach. You need someone to be objective, right? Like there's that piece of it. But then um, on a basketball team or football team or whatever, everyone has a specific role. They have their thing that they're good at and they have their stuff they're bad at. Like you're not going to have a lineman run to try and catch the ball because he's not built for that it's not who he you is. Know What? it's going to be the slowest game ever you know right Like they still have to do cardio they got to do some running but it's not the same like they are built for power not for speed no nope, <laughs> so, exactly um it's just it's just such a weird it's like this is the only place where we do things so much differently than the rest of real life
1: <laughs> yeah. for sure or even yeah. sports or whatever like yeah. it doesn't matter there's well, like, and why I think can't you just we say? could learn something from watching sports, couldn't we? You know, we're mesmerized by yes. sports. You know, we pay big bucks for sports. But where do we actually take the lessons from watching a sports team and apply them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's like you've uh, that's kind of the
0: approach that I've always had to like in um, like my teams, because there's always you have some sort of. Uh, like secondary leadership, or the person you know, like your full time employee who's like they want to be in leadership someday, or maybe it's more of a lead type position or something like that. There's someone, and I'm like, So I'm the coach, I'm hanging out out here on the sidelines, and you guys are the ones that are like in there, like you're on the field, you can call an audible because you have information that I don't have, but you right. know what my goal is. My goal is to win. <laughs> right. I mean our goal is to win as a team, but that means that you're out there and you can create support and you're the one that um, is in the thick of it all the time. And then you communicate that back to me, like, Hey coach, like this is what's going on. Um, and then we come up with a plan. Like it's just, I, and then we all the do it time. Together. Yep.
1: And we do it together. Yeah.
0: Yep. We can't, I can't see everything. You can't know everything and see everything either. Cause we have different perspectives cause I'm out here and you're in there and I have cameras and stuff probably, but yep. you know what I mean? So, um, Yeah, it's it's so there's so much of it that that I'm like we everyone plays sports or at least knows how to like the concept of sports and I'm like how do we not carry this through? It becomes more of the like I'm in charge, do what I say concept, um, which is just terrible at least for well, us. <laughs>
1: it's kind of like, you know, it's the difference between a manager and a leader, right? You know, are you yep. going to be a leader? Or are you going to be a manager? And a manager is going to tell you, these are your da- tasks. These are the things you have to do. A leader is going to like, let's draw each other out. Let's make this like, let's influence the environment. Let's grow it. Let's do it. And that we draw out the best. Managers are kind of those task masters, I think. And so when mm-hmm. you're, you know, like, what kind of environment do you want? and which one flourishes the best. And there's a place for managers, we have to have those people. But can we, can we have a person who's able to merge the two in their personality, and some of that shows up in a profile, you know, if you have somebody who's high detail orientation, but struggles with the people skill, it's going to be harder for them to do that Mm -hmm. piece. But how do we help them lead through their style? Like, yeah, the task is important, but how the people are still important, too. Yeah. Yeah. For, if you're for the people who are really all about people but they don't know how to do the tasks, we gotta show them how to do that too, you know? We have to mm-hmm. integrate it.
0: Yeah, because I do think that you have to have a balance. Like I think as a business owner operator um not knowing how to do a significant chunk of your business is just unacceptable like and even like in leadership i've always taken that approach too of course i mean it's my opinion so take that with a grain of salt, everyone <laughs> i i do believe that i'm right most of the time
1: uh <laughs> but <laughs> there was an occasion where you thought you were wrong but you were mistaken is what you're saying right
0: <laughs> yeah you know someone else's opinion was still valid i guess um <laughs> but <laughs> That's also part of being a leader though, right? Is it like you have to believe that you're right almost all the time because your people have to believe that you're right.
1: (laughs) So um, anyway, I forgot, what was I saying? I train wrecked myself. You were talking about strengths and weaknesses and how do we need to know those and being a manager versus a leader?
0: Oh yeah, it's because you do have to have an understanding of all the things. Like, There's a lot of people who sort of uh, like hogtie themselves because they, they can't or won't learn how to do A piece of it, whichever side of it is, you know, um, and it's like you need to be able to do to at least understand enough to be able to have a conversation with a person who's going to do that for you in some way, shape or form and understand what exactly they're doing. Like maybe not the nitty gritty details of how it happens, but. um,
1: Well, and that's why you need to understand how they're wired, because if you come in there and you're the Mm -hmm. Ferrari and you're going to come in there at 50, (laughs) well. way too fast, (laughs) 150 miles an hour. (laughs) Yeah, And you're looking at somebody who's detailed and doing that part. You're going to need to know how to speak to them so that they hear you and not just shut you off. You don't have to do their task, but you need to know how to speak to them. And so that's really, even that is part of what I'm doing. Right. It's like, okay, you have to understand Sally likes to operate at probably 35 miles an hour. And that may feel really incredibly slow to you. However, if you want to work with her in a successful way, this is what you're going to do. You know, go to go to a foreign country and try to talk to them and yell at them and scream at them in English and they don't understand a word. It doesn't matter what you're trying to accomplish. If they can't understand you, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, it's, such, it's like... Time.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's super valuable. And I think there's a lot of uh, leaders and just kind of people in general there that, that they're like... If they, if they don't get it that's not my problem like yep. um i've had lots of leaders who are like well i'll just uh if email is their preferred method of communicating a strategy or something like that they'll send an email and they're like oh well if they don't get it it's not my problem that's how i sent it and i'm like but that works for like maybe half the people maybe um because you're also talking about like learning styles at that mm-hmm. point how people absorb information um, the effectiveness of a message when delivered in email, because some are appropriate and some are not, some need to be a meeting, a team meeting where people can ask you questions and freak out about whatever they want to freak out about because we don't like change. <laughs> you know? right, so, right? Right, right. And everyone freaks out in different ways. Like that's, it, there's so many little pieces to that, uh, that puzzle of little weirdos. Um,
1: well, and then understanding how to diffuse them. You know, because you know, that's Mm -hmm. part of when I'm working with people is like, okay, this is how Sally responds. But if Sally gets hot like this, this is what you're going to need to do to, you know, people, as much as we're all unique and we are, we do have some general categories we can say like Mm -hmm. a high driving personality. Their biggest trigger tends to be that if they feel like they're taking advantage of, they're going to get angry. Okay you got somebody that's moving fast and they feel angry, then you might want to dial back and just kind of clarify what you did so they don't feel like they're taking the advantage of to diffuse them. Mm-hmm. High, high interactives, they don't feel appreciated, man. They get a little sassy on you really fast if they don't feel appreciated. Well, can you say please and thank you to them? Say, hey, I really recognize that you went the extra mile to do that for our team, so thank you. Don't mm-hmm. have to make a big grandiose show of it nine times out of 10, but make sure they feel appreciated because if they don't, you, you will know about it. <laughs> you will yeah. hear about it. And, well, I and think there's even little of being a good leader is knowing that part.
0: Because, mm-hmm. like, there's some people too where sometimes you need to um, do more legwork before mm-hmm. you do a team announcement, and mm-hmm. you know that this person's going to have a meltdown in public, or they're going to immediately go to the negative and be like, oh, that's stupid. Why would we blah, blah, blah. So sometimes you have to do the legwork ahead of time. And be like, hey, Chris, like, I know you're going to hate this. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to give you the opportunity to ask me all the questions and get it out of your system so we can figure out, you know, whatever. So sometimes I would do that. Or if I was what? trying to, like, launch something new and I knew that I needed specific buy-in from people, then I would go do that first. Um,
1: exactly. You know,
0: it's like, hey, like, what do you think about this? Yeah. And they're like, oh. That's not a bad idea. Like, what about what about these things? Um,
1: the other that's thing that being, a, mind that's, that's being an oh, intentional okay. leader. That's being a that's being a smart leader. You know, like, okay, what's your mm-hmm. end game, and what do you want to accomplish, and knowing what you need to do to get there.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can learn, especially with somebody like you. <laughs>
1: like, yeah. you know, because well, it's that's hard to help you do. Yep, yeah. yep.
0: Yeah, there's so many people that don't know what their strengths and weaknesses are. Um, to the degree that they really need to know, especially like as a business owner or a leader or both, obviously Um, I was like, I was talking to someone that just started their own business and they were like, yeah, I used to think I was organized until (laughs) I started running a business. And I was like, whoa. Um, And I'm like, yeah, because creating systems is a whole different type of game from using systems that already exist. And she was like, yeah, right right
1: yep. <laughs> <laughs> well and i like yeah, what you totally just said a minute, i like what you just said a minute ago is you can learn this stuff that's the beauty yeah. of all of this is did yeah. you and i know all this in the beginning heck no no <laughs> no you know i've been digging into this stuff for i mean i can think back to god i know it's the early 90s it was before our we had two kids and maybe a third, I don't know, but my husband and I went on this marriage thing and that was where I was first introduced to the very basic disc profile. And mm-hmm. it was like an amazing aha, just to realize like, oh my gosh, he does not see the world. through the same set of glasses, that I <laughs> like he really doesn't. And that's yeah. been 20 some years of learning and developing it. And I don't say that to make people hopeless, but I just say, you know what? No matter where you start, it helps because even mm-hmm. that basic understanding back in 1999 that helped me understand my husband, I still say that saved my marriage, you know? It's like probably it helped yeah. mm-hmm. me understand that he really was not out to get me and that my boss wasn't out to get me, but you know, how to And that's even where now like I look back at when I left my nursing career, some of my frustrations like if I would have the understanding today that I If I would have had the understanding then that I have today, maybe I wouldn't have left. Maybe I wouldn't have, Mm -hmm. maybe I would have stayed in the role. Maybe I would have done some things differently. I don't know. Yeah. I can't go back and change it, but I can tell you I've learned a lot since then. And I can look back at some of the things leadership and corporate was doing and go, oh, you know what? I wonder if this is what was going on on the backside that I didn't know about. Yeah. But I've grown, you know, I've matured. I'm not... I'm, I'm still the little weirdo running around, but I'm a little bit bigger little weirdo.
0: <laughs> yeah, slightly more mature.
1: <laughs> I'm hoping so, but you know, don't yeah. hold me rough.
0: <laughs> God, no. I mean, what would yeah. be the point? <laughs> It'd be so boring. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, I know it's, it's, it's such a big thing. Cause it's like, that's really all it is. Like you're saying, like your growth, your personal growth journey is like, you're the only person that mm-hmm. has to deal with you like that for your whole life. And you can only do what you can do like you were saying, like me as a leader twenty years ago, whole different person. Totally. I couldn't have tough conversations. I couldn't hold people accountable. I mean, like I could, but I needed like backup and support. But then, you like were some of the crap natural... in my pants at
1: the same time.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I used to care. Uh, and I still care, uh, but I cared a lot <laughs> about what people thought about me. I wanted people to like me because, I mean, God, like childhood trauma, <laughs> whatever, yep, right? Yep. Um, well, what we all do. People you know? Yeah, exactly. Like we're programmed to want people to like us. Like that's just humans. We want people to like us because we are a little community. So, yep. um, yeah, so I had to like work through some of that stuff. And at some point I realized Um, accountability makes people like you like when you're their leader if someone if you leave and your team goes yeah she was really nice um, you did a shit job uh, because they liked you as a human but you were a terrible leader if that's the only thing that they could say like yeah she was nice but that means that you know Chris over here didn't show up on time for work um, 50% of the time and you did nothing about it or you know like those little kinds of things and there's all these little intricacies because um accountability is important and people who say that we're all adults and we should i'm using air quotes aggressively <laughs> for those of you who can't see me um we're all adults and we should just act like it are full of shit because that's we're all just children who now pay bills <laughs> probably
1: <laughs> we're, working on this. we're working on yeah. this you're working on this
0: yeah, we're still, it's like, we all just, we need accountability in some way, shape or form. Some of it comes from us intrinsically. Like there's certain things that we'll just do because we think we're supposed to. And then sometimes we need accountability. That's why people hire trainers and coaches. And um, that's why we have cops and why we have judges and like this all. Right. like, we're not the right. only we one. The globe, yeah. Yeah. the globe has, we have to have a government structure and some, because there has to be people in charge who go yeah. yes or no. Yeah. No yep. anyway, that's
1: a whole digress.
0: yeah, it's like you have to like learning to hold people accountable was uh, was hard and, and at the beginning and I learned a lot of ways that um make it easier for me to be able to do that you know to be able to hold people accountable or fire them if I
1: have to. God forbid you yeah. uh, have <laughs> yeah, to recognize so, what's going off inside of you. you know what's your fear yeah. that you're facing at that point? Oh, if I fire them, everybody's gonna hate me. Well, no, mm-hmm. actually, maybe nine out of ten will like you because they finally, <laughs> yeah. they finally got rid of the toxicity. You know, they're like, actually, one person's not gonna like you. That's the person that got fired. But nine that are left are gonna go. Yeah. Oh, thank you.
0: Yeah, definitely. There was definitely one that like it was almost like the 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 floor was like yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but I had also promoted that person too, and yeah. so then I had to be like, well, that was not the right decision, but I guess now I'm going to fix that. <laughs> yep, exactly. So, Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes well. you can have more hope in people or for people than they can produce, but, um, you know, people are people. So that's
1: part of being a leader is calling out the best, right? You're, you're giving them yeah. an opportunity to shine. You're giving them an opportunity to step up. And sometimes they don't take that for their own reasons mm-hmm. and learning that people do things for their own reasons was huge to me. It was like, Oh Yeah learning that they they have self-preservation just like i do you know
0: yeah and they have their own triggers and they're looking at the world through their own filter and through their childhood trauma and all those kinds of things all that and stuff too yep yeah that's that's something been an important piece of the learning process for me too it's still like um i've always had like as a leader uh those relationships and dynamics have always been very easy for me to manage because it's very clear cut it's like i am in charge Period. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, there are some other things that go in there, but like, I'm the boss of you. Um, and then it, outside life, it's not always been as clear because it depends, you know, there's all different varying levels of dynamics and, and power balances and all those kinds of things that happen. And so um, translating a lot of the lessons that I've learned in, in like, uh, leadership has been like, oh, okay, like, it's okay. Like, yeah. they're doing this how they're treating me is a reflection of them, not of me. I don't have to fix that. Don't you wish you
1: would have known that one? That one right there.
0: You, oh my God. Yes. Like, so side note, I'm doing a launching a nonprofit for junior high and high school age girls to try and help teach some of this stuff. Like before they have Mm -hmm. to go through 10 shitty relationships to figure (laughs) it out, you know, uh, I mean, not everyone, obviously, but, you know, to, to right. teach some of those things right. where it's like it's that's them. It's not here's here's your part. Here's you expressing your boundaries and um, hopefully communicating your frustration or conflict in a somewhat healthy manner, hopefully. Yep. And then at some point, it's not you anymore. You don't have to fix it and you can just walk away and that's fine, too. But yep. my God, if I had known that 20 years ago.
1: <laughs> Changes <laughs> everything, doesn't it? Uh, yeah.
0: Seriously. Yeah. And it's still a, it's still a process, right? That's our whole, our whole thing here. It's like, we're all still a work in progress.
1: That uh, I think that's the key. If you wanted to tell yeah. a leader something today to encourage them, just say it's a process. It's a process. Yeah.
0: You'll, you'll never, I'm more, I, I've been managing people and businesses for 20 years. Like I do not have a college degree. I have, yeah. well, I mean, I have like an AA in psychology, but come on, it, <laughs> it's not real. Um, <laughs> I learned,
1: is. I learned, I had to take it's more at uh, that my like, school of hard knocks yeah. is what I'm thinking you went through yeah, yeah.
0: that's that's exactly how I described I'm like yeah I learned everything at the school of hard knocks um, but it took me 20 years you know of, yep. of various lessons in, in leaders and all that kind of stuff but um, anyway so what three takeaways do you feel like people should get from this?
1: What do you think are the three things that people well, should take from the this thing, interview things today? I really want people to know number one, what we just said, it's a process. Give yourself some grace, give yourself permission to grow up and to go and go learn the stuff. Number one, it's a process. Don't be afraid to start small and don't be afraid to, to invest in yourself. Because how did we get where we're at, Kristen? We've invested in ourselves. We've, you know, that's Number one, it's a process. Number two, invest in yourself. Invest in your process. You know, take the time to get to know yourself. Get to know, spend some money on a coach and spend some money on whether it's Enneagram or whatever assessments. Get some stuff, get some understanding of how you're wired so you can accelerate it. Find out if you're a Ford or a Chrysler or a Buick or whatever you are, you know, find out, are you the speeds car? Or are you, you're going to have that intuitive knowing. A lot of times when I do assessments with people, they're like, Oh, I knew that already. I'm like, yeah, I'm just validating it mm-hmm. You know. And so take the time to know it's a process Two, you know, invest in yourself. And then three, celebrate the small stuff along the way. Learn to enjoy the ride. You know, because darn, eight years ago, if I would say this is where I was at, maybe I've been frustrated. Maybe i had been excited. I don't know. But you know what? Learning to enjoy the process, enjoy the connections along the way, the friendships and the relationships I've made as I've gone through the process. Priceless. Take the time Damn. to get to know people along the journey. That's huge. But celebrate it. Celebrate the small stuff because you're going to wake up and you're going to go, Oh my gosh i missed everything no take the time to celebrate mm-hmm. so i think those are important. great and it, and it builds your resilience for tomorrow because if you're so busy pushing hard and you're not celebrating then tomorrow you hit the brick wall and you crash it's gonna be a lot harder to get up yeah and there's, there's a few brick walls out there we've hit them you've hit them i've hit them darn yeah. it anyway
0: I, I repeatedly try to scale some of them <laughs> <laughs> Then they're done that <laughs> i'm like maybe if I just push this brick here in
1: the middle out, it'd be like reverse Jenga or something like maybe I can just, yeah. Stay curious. Um, There you go. I can't even stay at just three things. Stay curious. That would be my other thing. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Stay curious. Yeah,
0: Stay curious.
1: Yeah. Cause it really is like if you,
0: if you stop having fun, then what's the point you might as well just go work for someone else again. Um,
1: Have a sense of adventure. Be willing to learn. Yep. Don't be afraid to fail.
0: This is like, we to- have like 16, yeah, yeah, just go. Like f- failing is learning, man. Like oh. I can't tell you, I don't, most of the time it doesn't even register to me as failure unless it's um, something that I just quit doing yeah. sometimes feels like a failure to me. But like most of the time it's just like the continued evolution. I'm like, you know, I'll mm-hmm. try something and I'm like, man, I didn't really like that. Um, But I did learn that I do like this piece of it. So, okay, perfect. the next iteration, it's all just, yep yeah, I, it doesn't, it's not the same anymore. Or if a program doesn't take off, I'm like, oh, okay, well maybe I should have
1: tried this differently with yep. my marketing or
0: it's exactly. fine. You'll, you'll figure it out. And that's part of the fun, um, yep. I think.
1: Anyway. I, I, I totally agree. But that's that stay curious, yeah. stay hungry, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah.
0: It's
1: good, It's great, Chris.
0: Um, How can we find you on the internet? <laughs>
1: On that thing called the <laughs> World Wide Web. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the How best place you can find me, you. Best place you can find me is at impactzonestrategies.com. That's the first place, or else on LinkedIn. Just Chris Langworthy on LinkedIn. K R I S. Langworthy L A N G W O R T H Y um, on LinkedIn. Probably the two best places to find me. Perfect. Okay.
0: Um, Do you have anything you're working on that you want people to know about?
1: So what I'm working on right now is getting ready to launch another rendition of a masterclass on drama triangles and helping people understand um, how to do that. And really what that is all about is just building confidence, helping people build confidence in their communication and their collaboration and and how to prioritize the other. Kind of got two things. You know, somebody told me i was supposed to focus on one thing, but I'm not really good at that. Me
0: neither. No. (laughs) I don't have, have, yeah, the attention span for that. Mm -mm. Yeah.
1: So um, got that sitting out there. I just got the opportunity, you know, by the time this is aired, it'll be interesting what's all going down in the world. But um, as we're recording this, it's August and I was able to do an in-person workshop yesterday. And that's the first one I've done in 18 months. And That is my jam. I love doing in-person workshops and it was just like honey to my soul yesterday. So (laughs) I would love if you've got a company that's looking for, you know, building some team culture, building some uh, level of capacity within your team, or just looking for you to build yourself as a leader so that you can lead your team better. Let's talk about doing a workshop or a VIP day for you or some coaching. Those are my favorite places to be. It's just Mm -hmm. really helping up those leadership things and helping you find your priorities. I've got a whole program called the Prioritize Leader that I work with people through, helping them understand, you know, what's your purpose? How do you work with people? What's your pace? What's your perception? Which is all about your innovation cycles. And that when you get those in order, you're going to profit. And so then helping people get those priorities in the right place so that they can profit. Because at the end of the day, we all need our cash registers to ring. You know, we can't live on love and fresh air. Darn it anyway, you know, (laughs) but how do we make these businesses actually make their cash register ring by helping them get all those priorities in order, their people, their purpose, their pace and their innovation in the right order so that they can profit and do well. But I tend to focus most on the people piece just because Mm -hmm. that's where it shows up. But I touch on those other priorities just to help people understand it's a piece of the whole puzzle. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm working on these days is connecting with people so that they can do that. So, um, that would be great. If anybody's interested in like, I just want to build my confidence. I want to know that I'm doing this. Not, I can't even say right. Cause I don't think there is right way. I I yeah, Use that word, but yeah. what is, what is a more effective way that I can to do my it? best ability? There you go. Doing this to go. the best of my ability. <laughs> Especially because I'm a non compliant personality type, I'm like, there's a right way. What the heck? There's more than one way to skin a cat, you guys. Come on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there are 100, there are some better ways to do things, and I, I tend to always be looking for a better way. Are you looking for a better way to lead? Are you looking for a better way to work with your people? Then let's talk.
0: Mm-hmm. No, it's great, I love it. It's one of my favorite yeah. things to help on right. the, you know, the whole. I'm still more of a generalist and it's like, I'm like, Oh man, you get me talking about leadership philosophy, philosophy. Okay. Never She's gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like my favorite. Um, yeah, very cool. Well, thanks for hanging out with me today. It was a great conversation.
1: Um, and I'm sure I will be talking to you soon. I look forward to it. Thanks Kristen for having me and to everybody else. May the best, I want to say may the fourth be with you, but it's not even the fourth today. So never mind. <laughs> Have a great day. <laughs>